Well, hello there. Hey, hey. Welcome to Let's Try Adulting. On this podcast, we learn, laugh, heal, and don't give a fuck by being unapologetically an adult. On this podcast, there are no stupid questions or judgment. We talk about a variety of adulting. We talk about life, money, sex, spirituality, food, healing ourselves, growth, and of course, all the monsters that live under our adulting beds. Because honestly, are we even doing adulting right? This sounds like the podcast for you. I encourage you to join me, your host, Jakara Davis, right here every week on Wednesdays at noon. And as always, mindset is everything. Let's try fucking adulting. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Try Adulting. So we have a special treat this week, purely unintentional, but we had such a great conversation that it is now a series. So this week on Let's Try Adulting, we are diving into a new series, and I've wanted to talk about this topic for a little while because we are all adults here. We're all big girls and big boys, and we can have a normal adult conversation. And that's why this week we are talking about BDSM. And don't worry guys, but who we're talking to today is a professional dominant. So a little bit about Dax. Sir Dax is a professional BDSM male dominant based in Lincolnshire, UK, and is an expert at introducing newcomers to the exciting world of BDSM. He is patient and approachable, and his willingness to explain everything from the very basics upwards means that he can make the often intimidating world of BDSM accessible to anyone regardless of knowledge or experience. In particular, he specializes in helping those who may have had a bad previous kink experience rediscover the fun of BDSM in a safe, non-judgmental environment. Of course, he's more than capable of being the stereotypical mean dom, if that's more your thing. The options are really endless. Dax offers a range of in-person sessions, including one specifically tailored to beginners, as well as a selection of online DS services and an adult toy store. Ooh! Deviants by Dax. Go get your toys, guys. Like I said, we're all big girls and big boys here. So get comfy, sit back, and relax and enjoy this series. Over the next few days, Tuesday through Saturday, you will have a new episode from this series about BDSM. And good news, he's coming back. So take notes, make sure you go follow Sir Dax, and I hope you enjoy this series over the next few days. Okay. Can we do that part again? <laughs> Sorry, it's not recording. That's okay. It it, it was it was a, a, a it was it was more to you. So um, so the question that you were asking me about fet life and stuff. Well, can we come back to that? Yes. Um, what I thought might be useful to do first is just kind of give a bit of context to why I take it uh, all this kind of meeting in public and safeguards and everything so seriously, with a bit of a backstory that happened to a friend of mine so uh yeah so basically to give some context to why uh, i think that or, or to why i take this kind of meeting somebody in public so seriously mm-hmm. um a friend of mine uh, had an experience where she was uh looking to meet somebody for the bdsm activities and where she lives there there isn't a kinky community as such there, there are no munches mm. in the area she's in quite a, a rural location 
And so literally the only way to meet somebody is to, you know, contact them, get in contact with them online mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and then obviously move to meeting. Um, now, she's kind of, like I said, the, the, the kink community is pretty much non-existent where she lives. So mm-hmm. she'd been searching for somebody uh, to play with for quite some time and with pretty much no luck. Um, so, you know, she finally made contact with somebody who seemed promising. Um, and, you know, it, uh, they he wanted to meet sort of fairly quickly, which to me is a bit of a red flag. But mm-hmm. in her mind, uh, you know, this is the first kind of potential dominant that um had come up in her area and she you know she was basically keen to get started um so they started talking about um meeting and basically you know she she'd already been speaking to me about safety and and sort of what to how to arrange stuff and you know and mm-hmm. i'd given all the, the stuff about you know meet somewhere public blah blah and yeah he was not happy with that um he kept coming up with all sorts of excuses um like uh, he's shy he's nervous um he you know doesn't want to be in public places he he gets uh you know he's got social anxiety and uh so on so no no he couldn't possibly meet somewhere public like a, a bar or a club or something um so he was saying look how about i pick you up and I drive you to my, uh, I've got this cabin, which I use for um, sexy times. Uh, he didn't actually say sexy times. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I've got this cabin. Um, so how about I, I pick you up, take you to this cabin and, uh, you know, and away we go. And she was kind of like, well, I, I, I really want to um, because I'm so excited to, to kind of get started. But did, did, what do you think? And I was like, hello. No, that massive red flags. Um, first off, you know, uh, no, just letting somebody pick you up. No, you know, giving them your address. No, no, mm-hmm. do not give a complete stranger your home address. No, um, you know, uh, getting into a stranger's car straight away. No, that also stranger danger. Um, no, um, and basically, you know, at no point would there have been any uh anybody to corroborate any of this with there'd have been no witnesses no mm-hmm. you know wouldn't have appeared on any cctv you know he was just basically saying look i'm going to pick you up and drive you straight off to my sex cabin in the woods and he was you know absolutely fine with this so that to me says massive red flags straight away he's clearly got no respect for her safety for her comfort at all mm-hmm. um so you know i basically said no that that is such a red flag um i i I can't believe he's even sort of suggesting that but you know she like i said she was kind of desperate's not the right word but uh you know she'd been looking for a long time so she really didn't want to kind of pass up a potential opportunity um so i said you know no if if he absolutely refuses to meet in a bar or a cafe to me that is massive red flag um Mm. but you know social anxiety is a thing fair enough um you know how about meeting um on a bench in the town center um you know you're you're not yes there are going to be other people around but 
you're not going to have people like shoulder to shoulder. It's not like you're going to be on a table in a packed bar or something, mm-hmm. um, you know, but there will be people around. There will be CCTV cameras. He was not happy with that either. Um, <laughs> the only thing he would agree to was meeting on a specific bench in a specific park away from the main kind of uh, areas where people congregate. Um, and again, it's like, yeah, that's that's just no. That clearly, that's he doesn't want to be seen with you. Um, yeah. Ask yourself why does he not want to be seen with you? Um, because there, there, there's there's no logical answer to that. There's there's no reasonable answer to that. Um, and yeah, he he basically sort of was getting quite huff, huffy with her. Um, and, you know, getting quite upset that she was kind of saying, I want to meet somewhere public and, and all this stuff. And, you know, it, 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 he basically showed his true colours fairly yeah. quickly after all that. And um, I am very glad to say that she did not go through with it. Yeah. Um, sadly, uh, you know, that uh, well, I say sadly. Um, yes, you know, she's still looking, but um, at least she's still alive to look yes um but yeah it's you you know this is why i take it so seriously because there are people out there who are sort of quite shameless and will do everything they can to kind of uh traps entrap somebody um and sadly (laughs) it is it is a thing and there are guys who will prey on the naive um the inexperienced um and they they will prey on their sort of eagerness to isolate them and you know yeah he realistically he probably wasn't going to actually murderize her um but certainly it would not have been as fun an experience for her as it would have been with oh me um no it just (laughs) yeah it it would it yeah it it very very probably would have gone badly um if for no other reason than he clearly is has no interest in her well-being uh, or her consent because she clearly wasn't consenting to um, get in his car uh, without any witnesses mm-hmm. and he was ignoring her consent and you know how somebody treats you in these initial interactions you know can say a, a lot about their uh, their kind of their their true mentality about certain things yes so uh, so yes that's that's why i i i you know some people might think i'm a bit of a party pooper a bit of a buzzkill i like to think of myself as um sensible yeah i don't think it i don't think you're being a (laughs) buzzkill at all being very logical very sensible um so yeah so basically um so yeah if you are going to be having a physical type of relationship with somebody then um you know yeah there is no reason why you can't meet them somewhere public first because you are going to be meeting them at some point Mm -hmm. so there is no logical reason why you can't meet them somewhere public first before being with them alone um also on safety um there are some sort of tips for how to be safe during those initial play encounters. Uh, do you want to go over those now or do you want to come back to that? 
Or do you want to um, talk about FetLife first? I want to talk about FetLife first and then okay. talk about the, the safety procedures that you can yeah. do while you're, you're doing the scene. Uh, okay. Uh, so okay. what are your opinions on FetLife? Like, I know I see this <laughs> quite often <laughs> on Twitter. People was like, yeah, just look me up on FetLife because they d- might not have like a BDSM community or club or much near them. And they meet on FetLife with, with the intentions of meeting in person or sometimes even without. But what are your opinions on FetLife? Uh, um, FetLife is a necessary evil, I would say. Okay, that's being a little bit harsh. That's being. I think that was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's one of those things where, yes, basically in the BDSM community, you know, people hate Fifty Shades of Grey and people generally hate FetLife. Um, Basically, uh, FetLife is the default kinky community. Um, there are others. Um, fetish.com is one, uh, and th- there are sort of various other uh, communities that, that sort of try to be the new FetLife, but FetLife has been around for donkey's years, um, and, and it's, you know, it's not going anywhere, um, sadly. Um, the reason for the negativity, the reason why I have no love for FetLife is it is a pain in the backside. It, it's It's old, it's outdated, it's uh it's awkward to navigate um it's just not a you know it's not a modern website mm-hmm. um but you know it, it there are lots of ads throughout it but and it's lots of people use it but for whatever reason whatever money it does generate because it is free to use um there is no sign up fee or anything like that um as far as i understand it it is fo- solely funded by adverts but maybe that that funding is literally just enough to cover the hosting costs i don't know because there doesn't seem to be much effort going into um improving <laughs> it from a usability perspective as someone who has uh, built her, her website herself no their their website looks <laughs> very outdated it, it is i mean and I, I also have a web development background um and it just oh it, it makes me cry um <laughs> But, uh, you know, and, and, you know fetish.com is a lovely site. Um, it, you know, it has its faults, but it's much more modern. But it doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have the reach that FetLife does. It doesn't have the uh, history of FetLife. And, you know, people have been in, getting into kink for donkey's years. And, you know, until relatively recently, FetLife was the only option um, for people to kind of congregate online in a kinky community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a it's a pain in the backside and not in a good way. Um, but it is I, I, I hate saying that I hate this phrase, but it is what it is, because that's a, <laughs> that's a logical and grammatically correct sentence. But anyway, um, Yes, FetLife <laughs> Fet is here and it's not going anywhere. FetLife is where all the kinky events are going to be announced. Um, any uh, dungeon or munch or venue or organisation or event or whatever, they're going to be on FetLife. They're going to advertise their stuff on FetLife. 
Um, they may also have stuff elsewhere like fetish.com, but they're definitely going to be on FetLife um, yeah. because they know that that's kind of where everybody else is. Um, so yeah, FetLife, it, yeah, it's not going anywhere. Uh, it is a pain in the backside to navigate. Um, and quite frankly, you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. You must be cautious. Um, yeah, basically, it's it's the, the site that everybody knows about, and it is full of wannabe doms. It is full mm-hmm. of guys who think that uh, kink and BDSM it basically means free sex. Um, and you know, if uh, it is very common. Uh, again, sadly, more so for women, but also for for guys. Um, but it is um, very common for a girl to create an account on there, and within an hour or two, usually same day, without even putting much content, uh, put, putting out much about her on herself on there. Maybe not even uploading photos. Definitely without having. In, um, interacted publicly in any forms or anything she'll have some dms she'll have messages in her inbox um guys sliding into the dms um basically trying to for want of a better phrase groom her um and you know that is that's just uh, what happens that you know there's they they I understand that I've not actually gone looking, but I've been told that there is an area of the site where it lists all new accounts as they're created. So it kind of makes it really easy for, for people to. Sadly, <sighs> there is. Uh, um, see, yeah. see I, that's not the way I think. So, you know, I haven't <laughs> looked for it because that just doesn't occur to me. But um, I will look for it now and I, I will sort of bear it in mind. But yeah, basically... It's so easy for predators to, um, try, you know, start approaching people. I, uh, I've um, I had one um, sub who uh, set herself up on FetLife and, um, you know, basically we're trying to find her someone to play because we're, you know, I'm in the UK, she's in America, mm-hmm. um, we're looking for somebody for her to play with. Um, that's yeah, a little bit more local than me um and so she set herself up on fit life and uh we sort of you can put sort of relationships with people on there so uh on her profile we put me as her um i can't remember if it stands her mentor or guardian and that's a whole other thing but anyway basically you know um put myself down as let's say her mentor i can't remember what it was mm-hmm. and a guy contacts me and uh basically says um oh i see you're the uh mentor for so and so um i it's only right that i approach you as her as her mentor and um ask if you might think that um i would be a, an appropriate person for her to um play with and at this point you know she hadn't interacted publicly with anybody in any of the forums Mm -hmm. her profile said i'm not looking for a dom now okay that might be a little bit you know we we 
she had the profile because we were trying to find someone for her to play with more locally. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we were trying to stave off uh, or trying to discourage people swooping in, contact going, hi, I'm your dom now. You know, baby. <laughs> yes. All that nonsense. So, uh, you know, basically saying you're not looking, that's definitely your number one thing there. Put that on there. Even if you are, don't admit to it. Um, you know, so her profile said, I'm not looking. She hadn't interacted publicly. She hadn't put anything else on there. Literally, all her profile was, was um, a couple of pictures, uh, which basically they were boobs. Um, so literally all this guy knew about her was that she had breasts. <laughs> and, you know, and he's approaching me being all, um, you know, uh, you know, um, ask, basically asking my permission. And so I said, well, um you know that she's not looking for anybody to play with because that's what her profile says you don't know anything about her because there's nothing on her profile she hasn't written anything publicly she's not posted anything in any of the discussion forums um literally all you know about her is that she has a very fine pair of breasts so why is it that you know what do you think what what is it that's interesting uh, to you about her? What what makes you think that she's somebody that's going to be worth your time? Knowing full well that yeah, basically she's got nice breasts and that's what he's interested in. Um, but anyway, you know, I thought you know let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, and so he comes back and says, "Oh well, I'm uh, very active um, in the local community. I am a, a very powerful member um, at." uh one of the biggest clubs in this part of the country mm-hmm. um and so you know I, I thought that you know we, we would um be well suited to um being in contact and you know his his profile had all the usual uh, sort of dummy stuff that you that everybody has mm-hmm. um but it didn't have anything about you know what uh, where he uh what events in groups he was related to what uh certainly had nothing about um uh which of the you know which super famous venue it was that he was uh you know kind of making himself out to to own Mm -hmm. or at least be heavily organizing so i said um oh uh, and what what um venue is it that you're involved with i couldn't see it on your profile and his reply was it's on there oh okay um (laughs) I mean, it's not, but, uh, you know, he could have quite easily said, oh, it's such and such a venue. And, um, yeah, everybody there knows me really well. And yeah. you know, here are the things. And no, he he just goes, oh, it's on there. And it's like, hmm, okay. Um, anyway, and uh, we, we will sort of talk about this, this whole sort of guardian thing. But, you know, I, I was uh, sort of discussing this with my sub at the time and sort of saying, okay, so this guy has been in touch um he said this and that and and so on and you know what do you think um do you want you know do you want me to put him in touch with you or would you rather not and she was but you know yeah she she was no (laughs) no not interested um and you know so he just basically he was doing himself no favors he he was sort of made a the, the initial impression was one of kind of like okay he's you know talking a lot of words there's a lot of words out there Mm -hmm. that's you know that's a good thing 
Um, but when you started asking even the most basic questions of, okay, you said you are a big deal in the local community and that you're a big deal at this, you know, one of the biggest venues in that part of the country, mm -hmm. but you won't tell me what it is. Yeah, that's a massive flag. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that says that something's not quite right there. Um, and yeah, so basically said thanks, but no thanks. And to his credit, he didn't kick up a fuss he you know moved on um but yeah you will get that on fet life you will get people sliding into the dms it, particularly if you post a sexy photo mm -hmm. and there are lots of sexy photos on fet life of people uh you know showing what sort of stuff they've been getting up to and um uh you know all sorts of stuff like that uh you know and so you know the there is that kind of um, encouragement to post the sexy photos, but you know, people see sexy photos and they immediately think, yes, you're, you're up for anything, you're free game and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of, there's a lot of people on there that think being on FetLife means that you are gagging for it. And that is not the case, but that's kind of the, um, the, the, the mentality that a lot of people have on there. Um, so yeah basically with fet life it is a necessary evil it is pretty much the way to find out about events and so on in your local area um but it is a wretched hive of scum and villainy and you must be cautious um so you know i i i always recommend to people that they fill in the bare minimum information a totally fake name um you know if if, if you're if your name is uh, Alyssa, then, you know, register yourself on there as Frank. Um, you know, say that you're 58 uh, and, you know, incredibly overweight. And, um, you know, you probably won't get that many DMs. Um, you might get a couple. But basically, uh, yeah, be don't put any personally identifying information on there. I would strongly advise against posting photos at least to begin with um and just ignore the dms for your first however long on there because it's mm -hmm. until people have a reason to contact you then they're only going to have one thing on their mind and it's not going to be your consent um so yeah just like in twitter and instagram and where everywhere else people do slide into the dms you will get dick pics it's just yeah so and yeah someone... life don't have a terribly high opinion of it but it <laughs> is a necessary evil because they're just at the moment is no real alternative there are alternatives but the life is the place where everybody advertises um one of the uh... things one of the things to look out for um yeah. as i sort of briefly touched on is the whole thing of sort of grooming you and isolating you so when somebody's new and you know they've, they've just sort of set an account you will get you will get people coming in and they can say oh hi i see you're new i see you don't have anybody listed as a guardian <gasps> you know fat life can be a bit dodgy or oh, would you believe there are guys that will slide into your dms and try and chat you up <gasps> i know it's shocking isn't it put me down as your mentor or guardian or whatever the, the thing is put me down as your mentor and that way 
people will know that you're not a newbie and you know i'll protect you mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know it basically what this usually is is a way for people to isolate you so they're trying to stop other people from approaching you and contacting you and stuff which you know, on the one hand yay uh, but on the other hand, what they're trying to do is kind of get you to themselves. And what you'll often find is particularly people saying, oh, you're new. I can train you. Um, I'll train you to be a sub. Um, oh, I'm I'm an expert at submissive training and so on and so forth. Um, again, this is another kind of holdover from porn and uh, erotic fiction and so on. The whole submissive training, um, this whole thing that there is expected ways for a submissive to behave and so on um and then there's a little bit of truth there but uh not not to the way that these guys make out um so basically what they what they try to do is uh encourage you to only play with them now they'll they'll sort of uh jazz it up as that they're helping you they're teaching you important skills that you will need as a submissive and so on and so forth what they're actually trying to do is basically get themselves uh in your mind they're trying to get you to kind of uh you know do things with them um i mean yeah we're we're basically all about online but Mm -hmm. sometimes they may try and sort of move it to the real world um but yeah they're, they're trying to kind of get you invested in them um, so that if other guys come along, then you know they'll be like, "Well, he's completely new." I, yeah, but there's this other guy that I already play with, and you know, it's oh, I might as well just stick with him. And you know, it's basically it is grooming. Uh, it's grooming. It's uh, isolating you because they're trying to cut you off from other potential support groups, um, and you know they're trying to get you uh, to, or yeah, you know, they're basically trying to trick you into being there i was going to say submissive but they're not really done so they're, they're basically <laughs> trying to trick you into being their prey um and so you know watch out for for that for, for guys saying oh yeah um i'll protect you i'll train you no don't if, if somebody approaches you then be very very skeptical do some due diligence on them do some research on them and which we'll come to in a second but um you know i'm sure that there are perfectly decent guys out there who maybe just sort of have the best intentions maybe kind of don't necessarily think that that's a particularly bad way of doing it because they don't have any bad intentions mm-hmm. but they're, they're 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 the minority sadly um you will find that the vast majority of respectable responsible bdsm folk don't dive into the dms to proposition people um Mm -hmm. you know if i always uh approach somebody publicly first if it's you know online um so that you know so that i you know i'm I'm showing that i'm not hiding anything um the having said that the only time i do dive into the dms and i really really hate doing it um but as a as well as being a dominant, I'm also a content creator. You know, I have the OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so occasionally I will DM somebody who is also on OnlyFans to say, you know, basically, 
are you open to making con- uh, content together? The reason why I do that, I do dive into the DMs is basically because if I do it publicly and I have done it sort of publicly in the past, then, you know, I get these kind of like uh, reply guys or uh, white knights. <laughs> the yeah. reply guys. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I, I said white knights. So I don't mean that in a derogatory term because that's a whole other conversation that, that, that I was in recently. But yeah, basically, if I as a content creator approach another content creator and basically say, would you like to create content? A lot of people, uh, a lot of guys have it in their mind. And again, it's usually not... guys that oh, okay, uh, um, that uh, that basically means I'm asking for sex. That no, no. Again, BDSM doesn't have to involve sex. I'm asking if they fancy collaborating or making content such as, oh, I don't know, a podcast. Um, uh, but, you know, if I do that publicly, then, yes, you get sort of these guys that always suck up to the um uh, uh content creators um and you know they're replying to all their posts and they're saying oh you're so you know they're basically just completely uh yeah sucking up um mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel that's a little bit um disrespectful but uh i don't know i can't think of a better term for it but um you know you, you you'll often see um guys that reply to every post a girl makes and uh quite often it makes the girls sort of feel uncomfortable um and they but they don't want to cause a scene by asking them not to or blocking them or something so they just kind of like let it happen but anyway so you know if i approach approach publicly then i get guys sort of saying um basically oh you're one of them or you're ask of sex or whatever and that is not the case and yeah, it gets very, it gets real tiring real quick. So that is the one occasion where I have dived into the DMs, but I'm always, you know, very respectful. I basically say, look, I'm just going to say, would you like to make some content? Uh, here's an example of my work. Um, here's where you can look me up. Um, and, you know, if you're not into it, that's absolutely fine. And also I'm, you know, I'm just going to put this here. I'm not going to chase you up uh, or anything like that. And that you know, and I leave it at that. So, you know, yes, I have done it myself, um, but yeah, you know, absolutely hate doing it, and I would much rather engage with somebody publicly um, than than sort of slide into the DMs. Mm-hmm. Uh, having said all that, I am perfectly open to people sliding into my DMs um, because, and I do put this on my profile because you know mm-hmm. I want people to ask me questions. And, you know, not everybody is comfortable asking questions in public. Um, so I am perfectly fine, fine with it. And I do make that clear on my thing, um, on my social pages. Um, but yes, I, I would be very sceptical of people that, that slide into the DMs rather than making contact publicly first. Uh, and that goes for FetLife, Twitter, Instagram, uh, uh, anywhere, basically. I like that. I like, I do like that you have um, on your, on your Twitter that, uh, people can DM you, DM you, and that your DMs are open. And when I first got on Twitter, and I like I saw your profile, I was like, "Oh, I just wanna, I just wanna follow you." There might be some questions <laughs> I need. And now, like two, three years later, uh, I feel more comfortable than when I slid into your DMs and asked if you wanted to be a guest <laughs> on the podcast. It's like I don't, I don't think you would mind. And if you didn't answer, then you know maybe in another six months or so, I probably would ask again. Yeah, I, and I would have been perfectly okay with that. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, as as much as yes, I am a professional, and you know, this is uh, my non vanilla job. Um, again, uh, to me, education and information and so on is super important. So I am always happy to answer questions. I never charge for advice or anything like that. I literally, the only things I do charge for are person in person sessions. Mm-hmm. and online ds so uh, no i am you know i'm not going to sext you for free um if, if you want that sort of thing i do offer it as a service um but again that also I, I i like to make that clear to people that they can contact me and have you know and they can expect that it will be professional and above board and there will be no you know, I won't be like, well, since uh, I helped you out and answered that question, how about you help me out? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. There's none of that. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I, I, yeah, I am more than happy to answer whatever questions. And, um, you know, that is something that I never charge for. Um, I do have a beginner's session. Feel free to edit this out because this is li- ever so slightly sort of adverty. Um, one of the sessions that i do in person is a basic specific bdsm beginners session which goes over everything uh that a newcomer uh may need to know um and it's a basically the whole point of it is to answer any and all questions to give them a thorough grounding in bdsm and basically to to get them prepared to go out and live their kinky life without um sort of my help uh mm-hmm. the idea being that um you know I, i'm i'm trying to make make it so that they don't have to keep paying me for sessions that they can go out and find somebody relatively safely um and because i will sort of want to give them as thorough a, a beginning as possible it's a fixed price no matter how many hours it takes mm-hmm. um they will only pay the one fixed price um even if it goes on for like six hours or so, then you know, that's fine. Um, because I want to make sure they leave perfectly happy and with all their questions answered. Uh, and if they're that, you know, if they want to, then hopefully a good few orgasms under their belt as well. But um, you know, it it's it doesn't have to involve play, but part of it is that they get to experience um some of the techniques and so on that they've probably read about and also uh so that they know how these things can, should be done safely so mm-hmm. if they're playing to someone new they can sort of fairly easily tell oh hang on a minute he's not doing that right um you know so so there's that kind of safety element to it as well so yeah my dms are open feel free to ask any and all questions there's no such thing as a silly question um and yeah there's you there's no expectation of being paid or anything like that um i just you know i want to make sure that people can get access to the information that they need safely and non-judgmentally safely and non-judgmentally <laughs> <laughs> there is no such thing as a silly question there there really isn't i i like uh i have that like as part of my as part of let's try adulting there are no stupid questions yeah yeah um, uh, but you wanted to talk about safety procedures. Um, yes. So um, basically when, uh, so yeah, 
you you've met someone in public you've gone through all that you've uh you know you're happy with your vetting and so on you're happy that's that 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 you you're ready to basically be in a locked room with them um <laughs> so you know that there are still some some safety precautions that i always recommend that you take um again uh set up a safe call um and i recommend having safe calls for you know the first sort of two three whatever um sessions that you have mm-hmm. um just to you know get that as a as a, a good matter of habit again anybody decent and responsible they're not going to object to that if somebody does object to you making a safe call halfway through a scene that's to me that's a red flag mm-hmm. because safety you you yeah um and this isn't necessarily a case of what's safe for one person uh, might be boring for another this is basically this is just common sense um and you know even myself as the dominant when i'm having a session with somebody new with a new client then my wife knows where i'm going to be my wife knows who i'm meeting with um and you know i have a safe call in place as well so i encourage uh, my clients to do so because I do so um, and I'm perfectly fine with you know halfway through a session or whatever stopping and doing the safe calls also fine with them you know the submitter basically suddenly sort of out of nowhere saying right I need to make my safe call now I'm like okay that is absolutely fine mm-hmm. um, so yeah so basically set your safe calls up um, and then you know there are other things as well I, I recommend for the first few uh times you're with somebody new don't let them completely immobilize you i know that bondage is a key part of bdsm and for a lot of people it's you know what they really want they want to be tied up um they want to be you know strapped to the bed or strapped to a frame or whatever but for the first few sessions don't let them completely immobilize you always make sure that you can get out if needed um so you know what i personally do is i leave somebody you know i if they do want to be tied up in their first few sessions then i will leave one of their hands uncuffed um so that if necessary they can undo their other cuff they can undo their ankles whatever and get the hell out if that's what they want um so yeah if, if somebody is you know, first time you meet, they've struck you right down or that, you know, they want to totally mobilize you right off the bat. Yeah, I I, I would discourage that. Um, likewise, you know, uh, don't go in for anything too uh, kind of strenuous or um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, potentially awkward because, again, you, you don't necessarily know how you're going to react with somebody. Um, uh, you know, and again, you, you particularly if you're new, you may not realise that, that things might sort of come up that freak you out, for example. Um, so, yeah, just basically try and start off slowly, um, you know, and don't, and don't go on for full CNC stuff on your on your first meeting. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, try not to be totally mobilised. And again, also, you know, make sure that you're, uh, phone is fully charged uh location tracking is turned on um heck these days you can even get you know one of those apple smart tags or uh yeah. the the google version slip that in your bag or in your shoe or something 
um and you know that way you sort of people can can track you um so yeah again it but just basically comes down to plan for the worst and hopefully it won't be necessary um also uh what i like to do and i encourage other people to kind of try and make this happen is you know if you are going to be restrained or wherever you are keep make sure your phone is within easy reach so the first time i've got somebody tied down i try to put their phone near their hand so that they can get to it quickly and easily um definitely don't leave it you know at the bottom of a bag or you know don't turn it off or anything like that mm-hmm. um you know so yeah I, I like people to know that they're safe so I, I make sure they know where their phone is it's within easy reach um and you know they, they can use it whenever they want to um other things you know agree uh about use of condoms um you know it's it's out of all the things we have not touched on that (laughs) (laughs) um again uh bdsm does not have to involve sex you can have a perfectly fulfilling bdsm experience without even getting your kit off um you know it's sex is bdsm is not just about sex yes uh so but you know it often does involve sex so yeah be clear about for example use of condoms um you know if somebody is like oh uh no i i, I don't like condoms I, let's not use condoms then no you know same thing as with dating um it's your body your choice um if somebody has a thing like you know okay maybe they have a latex allergy then there are non-latex condoms um but yeah if you want somebody to use a condom and they don't want to use a condom, then that's pretty simple of no sex for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, don't let them coerce you. And also, and this can be even more of an issue with media uh, Sam, is watch out for stealthing, which is basically where they slip the condom off halfway through uh, without you noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a major consent violation. And... Uh, certainly in my opinion and in many other people's opinions and uh also in some countries legal definitions that counts as rape um so yeah watch out for you know if if somebody's being a little bit funny about the condoms then yeah watch out for them sort of trying to whip it off halfway through because that also massive red flag um so yeah stand your ground with with condoms uh, or indeed penetration at all like i said doesn't have to involve sex um but you know some guys uh yeah again i feel like i'm giving back guys a hard rep but after what <laughs> you heard today uh no i i think i'm actually being perfectly accurate um basically yeah uh um what was i talking about so uh yes penetration uh again if you don't want penetration, if you don't want their dick in any of your holes or even touching you or even out of their trousers, then that is absolutely your choice. And if they can't handle that, then then I would suggest they're not the person for you to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's consent. Uh, it, it's really not rocket science. Um, and also, you know, it just comes it comes down to the whole trust <laughs> thing as well you know if, if somebody 
isn't respecting your wishes, if somebody is trying to talk you out of your choice, then that doesn't bode well for them as a safe, uh, responsible play partner. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that suggests that they've only got their own interests in mind, not yours. And that's, you know, um, you know, what, one of, one of the many myths in BDSM is that, uh, the, you know, it's the Dom's way or the highway. Um, that's a, that's one a of the many lie. myths. <laughs> and, uh, we can talk about myths as well, but, um, yeah, basically, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, if the Dom says that we're going to do this, then I've got no choice. No, you absolutely have a choice. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, that, that doesn't change. Um, so, yeah, if they try and talk you out of your choice, then they're a red flag. Um, I, do, I do want to talk about, um, I want to talk about aftercare last since it's okay. after. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, okay, so talking about myths in BDSM, um there's a question that a lot of people uh thumbs it up this question so what does power mean to you um and then with the myths of bdsm of the power lies within the dominant so what does power mean to you (laughs) (laughs) what is power to you Uh, um that is um that's a very good question to me power is it's a it's about trust it's about having the it's about having the permission um having the submissive trust uh and basically being given uh the option to do what i want but also the responsibility to not abuse that that position to not abuse that trust um it's uh, basically a a responsibility um and uh with great power comes <laughs> uh, i was hoping you were going to say this <laughs> we we are really knocking out all the marvel quotes today aren't we um so uh yes we we when we you're calling me sir dax because we are using our made-up names um and yes, with great power comes great response. Spider-Man has the best quotes, I've just realised. He really does. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, yes, with great power comes great responsibility. And uh, I personally take that very seriously. Um, but uh, yeah, it, basically it's being given that permission and being trusted to use it well and not abuse it um so yeah basically it's a responsibility that's a bloody awful explanation i'm really not happy with that but (laughs) you know it uh i was really sort of trying to come up with um a decent way of sort of talking about it Mm -hmm. um i can read the other part of their question if that might help it, it yeah. just says, I find that in the BDSM world, we often discuss the play part of power play, like techniques, activities, etc., without fully discussing or even understanding the power part of things. What does power mean to you? Slash, what is power? Okay, yeah, um, yeah. So basically, it's it's yeah. What? Well, 
I'll have to go with what I said. I, I okay. can't think of a better answer than that. It's, it is that responsibility. It's being given that trust, um, given that permission and uh, using it uh, well. I like your answer. <laughs> so. That makes one of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So, um, yeah, hence with the whole inspection and everything. Um but yes, I mean, yeah, uh, myths. Yeah, there is that whole mm. the uh, the dom has. Oh no, so um, okay. So, so um, yeah, the, go myths, on, go on. <laughs> the myths in BDSM. Can we clear a few of those up? So if you have a few favorite ones that you want to clear up, <laughs> so, <laughs> so that you want to like desperately talk about, like this needs to be talked about. What are a few myths that you want to bust right now? Uh, okay, so again, I, ha- I have opinions. Um, if you know, if anybody follows me on on the Twitters, then um, they they probably see me go ahead and have opinions on the internet. <laughs> um, so a couple of my f- my favourites are that um, the myth of the uh, the the myth of the billionaire CEO philanthropist playboy dominant um yeah basically again thank you 50 shades of nonsense. <laughs> um thank you 365 dni uh basically yeah thank you pretty much any fanfic where the dominant is some besuited uh all-powerful global multi-millionaire who flies his private jets has his own island in the maldives and so on and so forth um no, I'm sure that there are, in fact, I know there are a few um, sort of powerful people like that who uh, are dominant. Um, but for the most part, uh, people in that sort of powerful position most likely are going to be submissive. Um, not 100% of the time. Um, there are <laughs> exceptions. But, uh, you know, basically one of the things about, um, particularly when we talk about dominance and submission, is that uh, people submit because they're the ones who are in control all the time. And, <laughs> you know, they want to have somebody else just for that little bit of time. They want somebody else to take over. Um, and they want somebody else to be the one making the decisions and telling them what to do. And they don't have to think about anything. All they have to do is obey. And that's what, that's what appeals to them. It's a a chance for them to turn off. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the flip side is also true that uh, it's sort of dominant people are often the people who aren't necessarily fully on all day long they're not Mm -hmm. necessarily going to be in charge of the multi-billion dollar corporation or whatever uh they may be creatives they may be artists um they may be shelf stackers at the local tesco um you know it it it, it's really is sort of quite a flip side it's you know somebody who maybe potentially isn't in control all day long Mm -hmm. being a dominant gives them that opportunity to kind of play at being in control and being a submissive gives 
dismissive the opportunity to play at not being in control. So, you know, yes, I'm sure that, you know, there are, uh, in fact, I know there are um, some people who do have high uh, profile, high power jobs and are dominant. Um, but the certainly when I look at my clients, the vast majority of them are powerful people in their daily lives and they they come to me because they want to give up that power um so yeah i i that that's sort of one of the big myths myths is the the suited dominant with his private airplane and all the rest of it all right my adult listener i don't even know what to actually call you as a community if you have suggestions DM me on Instagram at letstry.adulting. Right now, you're just adulters. That's what I refer to as my audience. They are the adulters. But I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Sir Dax. Make sure that you check out all five episodes that come out this week on Let's Try Adulting. If you have a question about BDSM and you don't know who else to turn to, and promise, Dax, when you find him, is very informative. He's very friendly and he's very approachable. But thank you, Dax, for coming on this episode of Let's Try Adulting. I've tremendously enjoyed this series and I can't wait until you come back on Let's Try Adulting in just a few months. So make sure that you stay connected and go follow Dax. All of his links and information are down in the show notes. So Dax has also kindly given us a discount code to his store, deviancebydax.com, and the code is ADULTINGPODCAST. It is also down in the show notes so that you can just copy and paste it. All right, my friends, have a super fantastic day. And as always, mindset is everything. See you in the next episode.